It's on. Oh, yeah. We are crispy today. Crispy on this crisply cold Thursday night, a.k.a. Friday <laughs> Junior. We'll bring it back. Also, don't know where all of you were in Iowa, but it snowed a lot here in Indianola and over in Winterset where I work. But you know where it probably is currently snowing now? In good old St. Louis. And, folks, you know who's in St. Louis at the moment? He's back. It's good old Terry, a.k.a. JC, on the pod with us once again. Well, I'm happy to report it is, in <laughs> fact, not snowing here. However, I do have a great traveling story about snow. Oh, no. So, All right. the same system you're talking about. I was in a tumble last night, mm-hmm. kind of a nice little in-between spot. On the drive down from Storm Lake to Ottumwa, this is four hours, and I left at five-ish because, you know, work. That's, that's a tough that's drive. What, that's something I do. A lot of people <laughs> do it. I do it. You do it. Anyway, um, on the way down, the Interstate 80 East Ramp was closing at 10 o'clock last night. Oh, shit. So, you know, I was thinking to myself on the a couple of days before leaving yesterday that it's not going to be that bad. And then no. I looked at the winter storm warning for a tum- or yeah, a tumwa, and it's five to ten inches. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Shit. So we rolled down to a tumwa last night. Uh, didn't start snowing until sometime in the a.m. Did a couple things. Left the tumwa by eight, and no more than I was like, you know, a couple towns over. So if you know your southeast Iowa geography, which I don't know if you do or not. So from a tumble to Fairfield, from a tumble to Fairfield was like snowing and blowing. Then Fairfield to Mount Pleasant was kind of all right, and then Mount Pleasant South was like rain. So yeah, and then once you got down to St. Louis, it was fine. There you go. Interesting. But yeah, so and then uh, I looked this afternoon, and about one or two, there was a tow ban for a tumble. So. Oh, no. It's a good thing I left when I did. Yeah, because I mean, here, so like in Indy, it rained, or excuse me, didn't really rain. Like, I got back last night and it said it wasn't supposed to snow till uh, probably like one or two a.m. And obviously, I was um, I was doing some editing last night and like just kind of sat down and I was like, you know what? My stuff has a lot to, it's got a long time to export. I don't want to wait two hours. So I kind of went to bed. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I wonder if, because my, one of my roommates, uh, she teaches in Knoxville. She w- or she got school canceled like at six when I was at the gym, like six o'clock at night. And I was like, oh boy, wow. this will be funny because everybody says that when a weatherman says, oh, it's going to be six to 12 inches of snow or 10 to 12 <laughs> We know exactly what we're talking about. And granted, yes, I know that there is a lot of chance with those forecasts and whatnot, so I understand where they can be wrong. But usually when a big snowstorm hits either Nebraska or Iowa, it ain't going to do shit. Folks, let me tell you, this well, thing snowed from literally 2 a.m. to freaking, I think it stopped in Winterset snowing at like 4 in the afternoon. And there definitely has to be, but some of the wind was like blowing it everywhere. So, I mean, like in certain spots, it looked like it really didn't snow much. But in other cases, there's probably at least 6 to 12 inches of snow depending on where you live. I know here in Indy, when I woke up, there was probably like almost 5 on the ground when I was driving to work. Fuck. That was my, my thing. 
this morning. I got up. It was it, granted. This is and you know so a tumble camp of school. Yep. So everybody's uh, it, the roads were, but a tumble super hilly. <laughs> And so we, I would guess they had three to five on the ground, probably closer to four would be my guess somewhere right in there. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, fine. But then, you know, you, it's, that's the fun thing about this storm though. Now that we're meteorologists on this podcast. Oh yeah. Um, we can't, we can barely math. Hey, well, there's our basic math, <laughs> quick math shout out for the podcast. Um, is, you know, if you went just a, a couple towns east, it was all rain. Oh yeah. It's so weird how <laughs> that yeah, hits. Yeah, you look at the, uh, yeah, I didn't know it was supposed to snow that far back northwest, but I think it was snowing over by Boone and like Western City and that too. So I don't know, man. Well, cause the, like the whole the whole band stretched across literally like from Nebraska because my cousins all like on the central kind of western half of Nebraska they all got snow like yesterday morning and so in like kind of in the afternoon and so I was like all right well it's gonna it's gonna get here well like I said it didn't get to our part of Iowa where I'm at until probably like one or two in the morning and then it just kept going on and off but I still I still sit there and I wonder because like you said you could go like 40 miles east and it could just be rain or you could go be two hours and it could be rain and then like 15 minutes up north it's snowing on the other half of town or whatever I that's exactly what I said yesterday to my roommate I was like watch it not do shit and all you guys did was just cancel school for no reason because that's oh, always that's so. always I think what it's it is. Safe to say you were wrong on that. Oh, one hundred percent. I was I was way wrong, but I mean, you know, we've been wrong on the podcast before when it comes to predictions, and you know what? We've been wrong on a lot of predictions lately, and it's not just it's. Well, I I need to leave we out of this because it's mostly me because I suck at these. Like, dude, I predictions. I always think it's like it's like when you fill out a March Madness bracket for the first half for like the first day. You're like, oh yeah, I'm so confident. Like, I'm I have like a couple of upsets here. I might lose this game, but it's like I'm confident in all of these. And then all of your handful of games just shit the bed and kick you while you're down, and you're just like, wow, I suck. The March Madness goes like this. You get your bracket, you're like, oh, yeah, it's that time of year. I mean, we, I do it, you do it, everybody gets pumped. Then you start filling out, and you're, you're just sitting there with your monocle and your top hat on, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I know I know basketball. Quadrant one wins. These guys got quadrant two wins. Look at this record. Look at this upset, 7-10, 8-9, 1-16. You're doing all that quick math. And then, like you said, you slide into that sheer confidence. This is the million-dollar bracket right here. And then the first day of games happens, and you have two teams that get out of the first day, and you're like, well, mm, damn. Not ideal. No, it is not. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be having all those feelings here come soon because it's, it's February Selection 16th. Sunday's right around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? We still have to get through, I think, here. What? There's two West Lafayette, Indiana. Because next weekend's the last weekend in uh, yep. February. 
Yes, it is because we will start. Yeah, we'll start college basketball tournaments here in pretty much a week and a half because Friday. Yeah, I think no, we'll start it in two conference. <laughs> tur- sorry, wow, conference tournaments start in like two weeks. I think because two or three here. I'm sorry, I'm looking at this and I'm just like my brain hurts. Uh, Friday, well, March. when you edit video and audio like you were doing yesterday, nothing matches up. I could see how your brain was still oh, hurt. Dude, it's yeah. So that was a whole fiasco in itself that I really don't want to get into. Basically, if you edit video and audio from three or from a couple of different sources, so like your video comes from one different source than your main audio, and your main audio is a Zoom, your Zoom will lag and your audio will get messed up, and you'll just sit there with a total clusterfuck on your hands trying to edit it and your camera is five minutes ahead and then all of a sudden it's six minutes behind and then it jumps back up to three minutes ahead and th- because it lags. So sometimes just don't do it. Just do the simple routes on some of your podcasts. But anyways, you know, that's, I, I only laugh because <laughs> that's the most relatable thing to mm-hmm. me, you know, working in media, oh. I've had that. And there's only one, there's only one thing you can do. Just hunt and walk away from it. Yep. Because once you're in that mindset and once, you know, once it's whooped your ass once, it's over. It's like there's 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 projects you can grind your way through. Those aren't it. No, sometimes they just aren't. But anyways, college basketball's tournaments officially don't start until like March seventh because March Madness usually oh, doesn't. Oh, they're that late into March. I as of right now, because wow. I so far I've got the last, especially just in the Big Twelve, I've got the last Big Twelve game for Iowa State is Baylor in Waco on uh, March 4th. Oh, I thought this started sooner than that. I, you know. To be honest, I did too. I thought it was always at the beginning of the of the month was conference tournaments. I didn't... I And for some reason, that's always just kind of weird how they've done that. It's like March Madness is usually still contained in the month of March and then it roll and part of April, but usually it just starts there with March Madness being conference tournaments. So, I mean... With that, we can run over some college basketball quick. I mean, we're we're on it. We might as well. I'm I want to start with kind of the big one here because I witnessed this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just running back through trying to find out when the correct scores are here. So let me. There we go. I'm back on it. Um, going to Big Ten early. Purdue has just kind of not had the best of luck in the last couple of games. And by the last couple of games, let me let me talk to you this way. Within their last four, they're one of their last. They're one of their last four. They lost to Indiana, who was ranked. They beat Iowa, not ranked, but still decent in the Big Ten at the at the beginning of the or at the middle of the year. They lost to a Northwestern team who's ranked second in the Big Ten for conference overall, and then they lost their second straight game to Maryland. Both major upsets. All three of those losses in the last four on the road. And their last road win coming from Michigan five games ago. So it's safe to say that Purdue right now is kind of on a little bit of a, a road skid, and they're looking to try to get off it because at the moment they're twelve and four in the conference overall. They're twenty three and four. They're ranked third in the country. Northwestern sliding on their heels. They're ten and five in the conference. And I will say that Purdue game, Northwestern looked good, and they looked good late. They hit very key shots. They let Purdue kind of come back and take a big halftime lead. But otherwise than that, 
they held Purdue very, very well. Played very scrappy basketball, able to get a couple of turnovers. I mean, it was a pretty good game. I watched that trying to cook before the Super Bowl. So that was really fun to to sit and enjoy. Maryland, on the other hand, Maryland just played tonight. Like I said, they end up beating Purdue. It's a they're nine and six in the Big Ten. Indiana's nine and six in the Big Ten, and Iowa's sitting there. Eight and six is Illinois. Michigan State is also eight and six. I mean, Rutgers is sitting on that bubble. So as of the moment, Rutgers and Michigan probably one of the last two teams to sit on the bubble to get into the Big Ten tournament. And Northwestern is only a game and a half behind in the rankings. So if Purdue takes a couple more slips, the Northwestern Wildcats are looking for another Big Ten title in sports in, let's see, the last three, within the last three years. Um, they didn't win the football one, but they're looking for a chance to get back to a title game. So Big Ten doing some big things. Alabama ranked number one so far. Or this, I shouldn't say so far, but ranked number one in the top 25 at the moment, which just showing to go, the SEC just can't take their hands away from a number one spot. Also, Alabama Alabama can't not hold a number one spot. Well, they just lost to Tennessee, so that made change. Yes. Because what was the final score of that game as I'm looking at it here? That was... It was close, 68-59. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good scoring game. And that another sport where Tennessee and Alabama are in the top ten. It's just that uh, the SEC baffles me, man. There's I get there's so so many good teams, depending on your sport. Cause like college basketball, not a not typically an SEC dominated sport. Usually before the last like four years, Kansas or not Kansas, wow, that's Big 12. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yes, Kentucky was the SEC school to beat. There may have been a few teams hopping in and out of the SEC, but otherwise Kentucky was your number one team in the SEC to beat. Now you got Bama, who's been just on the hot come up within the last three. Tennessee, who's been bouncing around. Auburn's finding their way in. So, I mean, there's some SEC he schools. i thrilled about this. I mean, yeah, honestly, I'm not. Like, I'm sorry. The SEC reigns. Somebody just, needs. You just sound so happy about the SEC and their success. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like you hate the fact that they're so good. Why don't you tell how you really feel? Oh, I hate the SEC with a burning passion, if we're really going to be honest. And I think everybody just kind of does, but everybody's like, oh, you're not in the SEC, so everybody hates us. It's like, no, dude, the SEC can just kiss it. Like, it's... And, oh, you love to hear it. Because, oh, I mean, think about it. In football now, you're getting, Kansas, or you're getting Texas and Oklahoma. Well, in all that sports. That doesn't make them more likable. No, that doesn't. <laughs> that, that, oh, by the way, Iowa won, so they're 9-6. and six. There you so go. So they joined the fray of IU, Maryland, the two and a half back, which Iowa, after losing to Eastern Illinois, a lot of people are uh, off the Hawkeyes. But they're 17 and 9 now. Well, and North. That question becomes how bad does that Eastern Illinois game haunt them? They're oh, top yeah. three in the Big Ten. They should be a tournament team. But. Well, and Northwestern. You look at the Big Ten, there's going to be about eight teams that could be oh, yeah. a tournament team, you know. Like you ran, excuse me, like you ran through Purdue, Northwestern, Iowa, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, maybe. 
Rutgers is you, fighting you, for you, it. There's this is a fun year because there's a lot of bubble teams. Oh, like yeah. if you look at the Big Ten, Rutgers, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Penn State. All could be, you could make an argument for bubble teams. Penn, St- Penn State, I count out. That Nebraska win, and I will I will have a little bit of bias on it, but that Nebraska win truly did knock them out because then Michigan picks up a win against Nebraska because they had two potential teams coming to Lincoln that if they would have won, they would have knocked out. Well, Nebraska obviously knocked out, but Nebraska and Fred Hoiberg are kind of somewhat hitting on a hot streak right now. They've got 13 wins, 6-10 and 10 in the big in the Big Ten, but like you take a look at teams like Northwestern, who just won tonight, also against a ranked Indiana team, so they get a another game. Indiana falls back. I mean, this Big Ten has been fun to watch for basketball because it just it keeps flipping. Nobody has uh, like a for sure hot seat at the moment. Nebraska ball in the month of February beats Penn State by nine, loses to Michigan by twenty one. Beats Wisconsin in overtime by ten, and beats the Rutgers by ten. Yeah, dude. I to be honest, at some cases, this is the funny part. I watched Nebraska play Penn State in that game, and they also have beaten Ohio State this year. Yeah. Wow. And then they They'd kept it. Cra- they kept They'd it clean. Crazy. Yeah, Creighton when they were number seven. They kept it close against Purdue in game one, sixty-five to sixty-two. Like- Pounded Iowa, Jesus. But they got a good old boy wow. by the name of Kese Tominaga, a.k.a. the, and I will say this because it was said on the broadcast, the Chinese Steph Curry. The wow. kid, dude, it, it's like <laughs> saying when Texas had Ivan Malone. Nebraska Mal- is almost okay at basketball. What a surprising time. It's scary. because Also, the other surprising thing is Ohio State is being... Three and twelve in the Big Ten. Oh, dude, and that's also funny. Is like you take a look at the Big Ten teams who have usually been dominant when it comes to basketball. Illinois, you can maybe throw in there. Indiana obviously has kind of been the true blue blood of the Big Ten, sort of. Michigan State, I will say, Tom Izzo and that team has always been high above. The Spartans have had one. Ohio State, usually within the last five years, though, has had a good team. So has Michigan. And so, so far, Wisconsin. and Wisconsin, but so far, I mean, Ohio State has been the biggest drop off out of all of that. Like you said, they're three and twelve in the Big Ten. I mean, they're losing a lot of pivotal games, and they just have not had a lot of shooting guards to be well, able to help them. That and the other two you just talked about, Michigan, Wisconsin, at best case are bubble teams. I mean, Michigan State, you can probably make an argument in that top seven click where they're sixteen and nine, so they'll probably be a tournament team. Uh, Illinois, I think, down from what everybody probably expected out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been the thorn in the side of Iowa, especially down the stretch. But it's it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it should kind of come Big Ten tournament time. I will definitely be watching to well, see where. We have a, a hell of a race going in the Big 12. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll pull that one up as well. Four teams within a game of each other. You've got six teams within two games of each other, seven teams within three games of each other. And uh, it's fascinating because, you know, Iowa State, you know, for our Iowa podcast here, number 19, eight and five, only a game out. And this is an Iowa State team that has 
beaten Kansas. They didn't beat Kansas, buried Kansas. Yeah. Uh, they won tonight against TCU. They've got Kansas State. I mean, you look at Iowa State down the stretch. At number 12, at number 6, hosting number 22, which they passed that test today. That's a heck of a stretch. Two of those three games, all of them are against top 25 teams, two of which are on the road, and then you mm-hmm. know, their last game in March, you talked about it, they go to Baylor. So When I talked about that on episode 54, or on 53, because, I mean, in last week's episode, because, I mean, if you look at it on a spot, on like the whole spectrum of the Big Twelve, there's only four Big Ten or Big Twelve teams that aren't ranked: Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State, who is not ranked, is now ahead of TCU, who is only six and seven in the in the conference. Oklahoma State is seven and six. Kansas State seven and six. Kansas State's ranked. Iowa State's ranked. They're eight and five. Baylor nine and four. Kansas nine and four. Texas nine and four. All vying for that number one spot to hold. And like you said, Iowa State with some pivotal games coming up against K-State, Texas, and then rounds out the year against Baylor, who's ranked. I mean, you look at Texas's schedule as well. They don't have a slouch either. No Big 12 team that is kind of vying for a top spot has an easy schedule because Texas, they lost to Texas Tech tonight. They have Oklahoma coming up. They've got number 19 Iowa State on the road for Baylor who's ninth, on the road for TCU, who's 22nd at the moment after losing, and then Kansas at the end of the year, who is five, that game is at home. So Texas has, within that last five games, four of them are ranked, all of them. And, I mean, everybody is the same way in the Big 12. They have at least three to four ranked games coming up at the end of their schedules. It's insane. Well, the other insane fact is that overall – there is not one team in the Big 12 that's below 500. Oh, yeah. The worst team's Oklahoma at 13 and 13. And here's the insane thing. At the end of the year, the Big 12 could have six teams, five teams to get to 20 wins. Kansas has 21. Texas and Baylor have 20. 19 for Kansas State. They chalk up, they get one. Iowa State and TCU have 17 wins. I mean, it's my Iowa bias, but I think Iowa State could get to 20 wins overall by the end of it. You know, they'd have to play well down the stretch here because they've only got three or four games left, but they could get to 20 wins. They definitely could. I mean, that's insanity coming from uh, the Big 12, you know, record-wise by itself. So, What I mean, when you say their records are not, five or like they're nobody's below 500 meaning more so overall because i mean obviously mm-hmm. nobody's going to be above five not That's every team is going to be a 500 yeah. yeah unless it's just everybody's 500 against each other yeah and i mean but that overall would be records i don't know you're going to be able to pull another conference i mean <laughs> you look back at the big 10 for teams that are 500 overall no, uh, Nebraska's not, Ohio State's not, and Minnesota's not. So that takes the Big Ten out. I'm looking for. The- uh, you look at the SEC, and that's not South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi uh, are not, and even teams in the middle of the road, Florida uh, and Vanderbilt, they're barely above 500. They're two games over 500. So it's uh, excuse me. It's amazing to me, 
an entire conference, top to bottom, can have the success that the Big 12 is having. Yeah, because, I mean, the Pac-12, they had four teams that weren't ranked, uh, or that not weren't ranked, that weren't uh, above 500. I know the Big East is kind of beating the crap out of each other this year. They've only got uh, three teams that aren't 500 or above, and that's Butler, DePaul, Georgetown, who I talked about in the last episode. Georgetown has just really kind of hit that fall-off streak. And, I mean, looking at the Big East as well, I mean, you've got a lot of teams that are ranked in that as well. I mean, uh, UConn has been ranked throughout the year. Xavier has been ranked throughout the year. Let me go to the top 25 so I don't get this wrong. But you've got um, uh, Creighton. You've got UConn in there. Throw Providence in there. You've had Xavier throughout throughout the year entirely. They're still ranked in the top 25. I mean, there are so many Big East teams that have been just trying to fight their way in. I know that Seton Hall has been trying to fight their way into the top 25. They've done it, I believe, once this year. Um, so it's you could make the argument that the Big East is trying to make their comeback as well. Villanova's been a little bit just quiet for the last couple of years. But like you said, the Big 12 Conference has pretty much had more success than anybody in college basketball of just keeping teams at that pivotal above 500 spot. And who knows? I mean, you could be looking at a very Big 12 dominant um, region on a March Madness bracket if you so if you so choose. Because, I mean, not everybody's going to get in because you got to still win your conference tournament. But, I mean, you could still get an at-large bid with a ranking, or with a ranking, but also with a record. So, I mean, there's... There's just a lot vying for the Big 12 right now when it comes to basketball. On a football side, sometimes it's not that lucky. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, like, looking at the top 25 right now, I mean, like we said, this is college basketball is weird because it doesn't change almost every single weekend like college football does or um, baseball. Like, it takes a little bit to change. But so far, at the top of the list... Um, I'll go hit the one through five really quick. You got in this order, Bama, Houston, Purdue, UCLA, Kansas. Going six through ten, you got Texas, Virginia, Arizona, Baylor, Tennessee. From 11 all the way down to we'll go 16, you have Marquette, Kansas State, Gonzaga, Indiana, Miami, Xavier. From 17 to 21, you've got St. Mary's, Creighton, Iowa State, UConn, San Diego State, and then from 22 all the way out, you've got TCU, NC State, Providence, and Florida Atlantic. Also, there's only three ACC teams that are ranked in the top 25, and then there are three non-Power 5 schools that are, I count, for basketball, I count the Big East as a Power 5, so Power 6, because the Big East has always been in basketball. You've got Florida Atlantic, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, Okay, so four, and then Houston are all vying as the, quote, non-Power 5 or Power 6 um, schools in the country. And, I mean, Houston and BYU, Cincinnati, uh, UCF, that's only three, right? I thought it was four. Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, Central Florida, UCF, there we go, it was four. I was just mathing wrong on my fingers. They will all be joining the Big 12. That quick math skill we've got. There you go. They'll all be joined at the Big 12 coming up in the fall of 2023 as um, as that deal finally broke through. So, college basketball come March is going to be a lot of interesting topics. It'll be open for interpretation. That's oh, yeah. Sure. Man, you know, that's normally how that is. You know, everybody wants to have their 
opinion of why, of why their team should be in. But, yeah, this year will be a lot of debates because the bubble seems to be bigger than normal with how many teams are on that bubble, as they say. I feel like there's always <clears throat> kind of a lot of of bubble teams, and that's where the most fun of March Madness kind of comes in because you have all of your you've been going through, and if you've been an avid college basketball watcher, you're sitting there like, all right, I've watched this team play, I've watched this team play, and it's like, yes, you can look at the paper stats, but I mean, unless you really watch the play, it's only going to get you so far from the paper, but I mean, still, it's just got to come down to, for me, it's the biggest thing is free throws. Like, if I see a team has not been hitting a lot of free throws on paper, I'm I'm very against it. And, I mean, granted, you could be in a couple of high-stakes environment. How many did you miss here? I'm not going through and jotting down all of them. Like, this big of a matchup was this many missed free throws kind of kind of bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there just looking. Like, if a team can't make free throws, it's like if you can't do it late or all of your free throws come late and I just miss that, it's like, I don't know. If you have a very big turnover margin, if you don't turn the ball over a lot, that's a couple of the biggest things that I look for. So, for you March Madness enthusiasts out there, what to really look for, I can't help you because I suck at making my brackets, even though I count myself as a very decent bracket maker. <laughs> so, See, the thing about March Madness brackets is the less basketball you watch, <laughs> you seem to the be better. better you are. <laughs> Why yeah, I mean, is that so there's true? Some sports you can pick, like football playoffs. I mean, you have a pretty good idea. There's no there's, every once in a while you get a huge upset, but typically, I mean, your conference champion isn't necessarily a huge surprise. Where March Madness is the exact opposite of that is. I, I, I mean, you would had agree. Sixteen seed beat a one seed. Nobody picked that That's, unless you're just picking by mascot or by team color and that's the first time picking it to pick it and that's the first time that happened in the history of college basketball it's only happened once out of 156 (laughs) one and now every single time you look at the bracket you go could this all right what's the one seed that's gonna lose it you know and and in all fairness two seeds oh yeah habitually there's one that loses Who's going to be the two seed? You know, a couple of years back, it was like Michigan State lost to like Middle Tennessee. Yeah, and I mean, unless you just magically said, I hate Michigan State, or you, unless right. that was your upset for the year, because I mean, unless I know there's... the Blue Raiders were your mascot that you picked <laughs> over the Spartans, how would you ever pick that? No, you wouldn't oh. look at that matchup. You would not look at that matchup <laughs> on paper and go, Michigan State's going to lose this game. Oh, no, 100%. Duke's going to lose to LaSalle. Uh, who? Arkansas Little Rock is going to beat, or you and I. Don't, don't, Ar- even, don't, don't even say it. Arkansas Little Rock beating Purdue. That, that absolutely oh. trashed my bracket so bad. And Purdue, oh my so God, bad. Purdue got the game to overtime. I know. And absolutely should have <sighs> finished the deal, but uh, Arkansas, now that you're bringing back the great memories of March Madnesses of the past. That was that year was the worst. Texas <laughs> lost to UNI. I think Which this, was a terrific turn of events. Oh, yeah. Way. And then it, UNI choked the next game away. But, you know. I think this was all the same year, if I remember right. If not, I'm like a year and a I half think off. So, yeah. I, I think, think Mich- it all was the same year. Michigan State lost to Middle Tennessee. 
Purdue loses to Arkansas Little Rock. No, it was all the same year because this was the year I had Iowa State going to the Final Four. Iowa State <laughs> then loses to freaking UBA. UAB, or UAB. Like, Oh, we were in the middle of class. <laughs> our professor knew, like our teacher in high school knew that all of us were looking at the brackets because, I mean, it's like it's it's March and it's the first day of the it's tournament. It's the greatest, like, two oh. weeks of the year. That Friday, that first Friday, Saturday – and then that following week, Friday, Saturday, and everybody knows you're not paying an ounce of attention no. to what you're doing. Whether no you're shot. at work, whether you're in college, unless you're at the game, you're not paying <laughs> an ounce of attention to what you're doing. Well, it's a terrific time of year. And that, I mean, if you want to, you know, the, to, not to jump topics, but, you know, the Monday after Super Bowl becoming a holiday discussion. Why don't we make the Friday of March Madness a holiday? Please, and dude. And turn it into a three-day weekend. And then, you know, that following week where you have another Friday set of games, make it back-to-back three-day weekends in March. Oh, dude. Since we're making sports holidays, which I'm here for. I mean, just the first, to <laughs> me, it's just the first March Madness Friday. No, okay. We, because we'll, we won't get greedy. Yeah, we'll we, give us one. Opening, <laughs> opening Friday. Oh, of dude. March Madness, when everything opens up and everybody's invested still, before your brackets catch fire and you uh, lose interest because all your teams lost. <laughs> or you're like that Philadelphia that Eagles fan that holiday. punches the TV. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I like the Dallas Cowboy fan that ran over his TV with a truck. <laughs> I mean, March Madness makes me want to jump in front of a truck after day one. Let's just put it that way. Like, wow. It's, Dude, it's it's not as like and that's Agonizing. an over yeah that's an over exaggeration obviously but it's like dude agonizing you put, put so much you time put into so it, much time just, into it and uh, it's gone within two hours <laughs> two hours in and uh, and like a month and a half of watching games and all that work is gone <laughs> and you're like everybody's probably sitting here thinking it's like guys it's just a basketball bracket or like you're well you think that but you're wrong <laughs> yeah and then you're sitting there and you're like it's just a basketball bracket all right here I challenge I challenge this and I'll try to cut because I'm gonna cut out that one where you said it's a holiday as a clip but I'm gonna cut this out for you the next person that tries to tell me that March Madness is just a bracket I dare you to fill one out back to back consecutive years. And actually spend the time and the thought process and just the sheer three hours sometimes that it takes to fill one out because you can slightly erase teams or if you're doing it online, you can switch before it finalizes and then you make that one accidental last second pick the day before or the day of and tell me it is just a bracket. I yeah, you. it's a magical time of year. <laughs> it's uh, like I've said before, you know, opening day for baseball and the opening weekend of March Madness are two of the oh. greatest days, weekends, whatever you want to say. Oh, opening weekend oh, yeah. for baseball too. Those are two of the best. It's it's true. And you know, I mean, good. if if I ever had a team that got to a title game, maybe I'd have a different opinion of like you know. The Stanley Cup Finals are great, but like for sports that I get to you know watch that I have some amount of teams in, or you know fill out a bracket for baseball and March Madness or two. But. Oh yeah, because I mean last year for the No Place Like Omaha podcast, we didn't officially like fill out a full one, but we tried as best as possible to fill out like the 
um, NCAA regional tournament supers and whatnot. And we just kept like making picks. We didn't officially fill out a bracket, which I think one year I might actually just do and see how it goes. This is the year. Yeah, because seriously, you can do double elimination games in that. So, I mean, you're really riding an emotional roller coaster. I mean, I don't sports bet at all. Like, I, I, I do not That's sports a good bet. Thing. <laughs> I know. So, sports I might. Sports betting is the, oh, like, dude. shifty, dangerous little brother of, like, you know, sports. You know, like, if we're, if you and I, like, when the Panthers and Devils play, like, it's one thing to be like, you know, hey, you know, the Devils are a better team and they're going to beat you. Yeah. But, you know, sports, I've done some sports betting. You know, nothing that's like, you know, huge drain the bank account substantially, but everything you think you know, you don't. No, it's <laughs> because I was trying to do a football and, you know, you try to parlay all this stuff together and uh, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 <laughs> I know by watching other people do it, there's a whole like, you sit down and you analyze it and you run it through computer programs and all that. And I don't know, man, that's a, it's a, cult. a lot of money to throw at something that you better be damn sure you're right. On. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, th- I was, <laughs> I will say like this last, this last weekend I did drop 10 bucks on a bet with my buddy for the, for the super bowl. Cause they were doing like a square or whatever, but otherwise I don't, I don't bet on sports games. And I will tell you this right now. If you're a March Madness person or if you're just thinking about getting into sports betting, never bet on March Madness. Never, ever, Here's my problem ever. with sports betting. I, you, you say you haven't done it. I have. The thing for me is I have a hard time going with the favorite. <laughs> because there's nothing quite as satisfying as you've got your underdog pick. Like, color, I think it was Iowa against Iowa State when Iowa was a dog, and then Colorado when they played Nebraska in football. Or no, Illinois and Colorado both played Nebraska that were dogs. Like, a slam dunk game like that. It is so satisfying. You know, you put your 5 10 bucks on it, whatever, to see that big number at the end of it. And then there's this great thing called a parlay (laughs) where you think one long shot's a good idea. Let's stack like four of them together. The number gets bigger and you start feeling real confident about it. There's nothing worse. And it's happened. And I think I've talked about on this podcast before. There's nothing worse than an eight leg parlay that you got through seven of the eight legs just for the last one to go and then you lose everything. Oh, dude! I, the amount of times that I've heard that from my buddy from Vegas, it's just—it's so. I, I, I will do say this: emphasize the fact I'm not putting hundreds of thousands of dollars on this, and oh, I haven't done he. it in a long time. In fact, but there's there's just—I don't know. There was a time where it was amusing to me. It's <laughs> it's as aggravating as it gets. Sports, sports just, if you're going to bet on it or you're going to take the time to fill out a bracket and actually try to just, like, sit and, like, be invested, sometimes it gets a little stressful. Here's the thing. In sports betting, don't bet on games you're emotionally attached to. True. Like, for me, I would never bet, well, I can't say I'd never bet, but you shouldn't bet, if you're me, on Toronto or New Jersey. Because you're so delusional, and it's any team. Like, you with the Cubs, or you with the 
Uh, well, not with Nebraska. That's probably a bad example because you'd never bet on them because you're smarter than that. Oh, yeah, But 100%. you're emotionally attached to these teams, so you have uh, a, a delusion that they're going to win every single time. So that's why March Madness is a, is a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Just, but a fun, dangerous game to play. <laughs> yeah, like you said, betting on betting on your own favorite teams is always just it's it's not good because like my, my well, buddy, one of the things they tell you, like they've had different like PSAs or whatever, and they say you know don't gamble with money you need, like don't put the the mortgage payment on <sighs> the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl. Boy, how do you, you know, if I like, did that? Oh Lord. <laughs> If it don't paid, put it, the rent che- don't it, put the rent check on the Denver Broncos to win a game. If it, wow, shit! Any single game during the year, just oh, pick dude. a game. Yeah, when they're no. playing the Raiders, don't put the rent check on them to beat the Raiders. Yeah, give me a Derek thousand dollars. Yeah, Derek Carr's out, and we'll get to that in just a second. But I mean, still, like, like JC said, if you're gonna bet, don't bet on your favorite team. If you're gonna bet, don't. Don't bet during March Madness. <laughs> I said that too, but I mean, still, like, there's sports betting. Just be responsible with your money. Don't, because like my buddy back in Vegas, he knows his limits, and that's AKA Doctor Jack, AKA Kenny Wexler. Don't chase your losses. That's another one. We're yep. doing a glorified PSA of sports betting. Don't, don't bet on teams you follow, and don't chase losses, and don't bet money you need for other stuff. That's pretty much all you Chasing need to do. Chasing losses. Is the ultimate Vegas like <laughs> dangerous thing? Oh, dude! I to As be honest, I mean, he's not a smart better. My buddy's Kenny's a smart better, but with with beating the dead horse on that one, if you put a lot of money on the game that happened on Sunday, and you put it on the over, well, boy, howdy, you were in for a damn good day because the Super Bowl for the first time at both teams go over thir- was it thirty five points. First time that yep. has happened in school history. 35. Now, if you were going to be a person that bet a lot of money on the Eagles being in that over, well, oh, oh bad timing. Like, dude, I even picked the Eagles on the last episode, and I put it out on social for us. But, I mean, here's the bad thing about it. I didn't really care what team won. I just had to make a pick, and I picked the Eagles. That is the best, I will agree with a lot of people, that is the best Super Bowl game I have watched in my existence besides the Giants beating the Patriots and the Saints uh, beating the Colts. What about your Broncos winning it all? The Broncos will always have a special place in my heart, but dude, Cam Newton played like a bitch. He didn't fall on the freaking. He, he, he didn't fall on the football. Oh, it's so true. Oh, it's so funny. Someone else said it. That wasn't me. Oh, dude, terrific. Okay, doesn't take away from the fact you guys won that Super Bowl. Oh yeah, so that they is, were gonna win regardless. That is very, that is very true. If oh, it wasn't dude. a good look for all Cam Newton, bro. Patrick <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is running on a bro like legitly a broken ankle. Brock Purdy tried to go in with a torn UCL, and I will say tried because I love the kid, but he tried. He couldn't really throw. He couldn't do much. They ended up just giving him the good old boot. Um, let's see. What what other injuries this year happened that people just played on? I can't really. 
Remember, there have been a lot more injury people that have played than Cam Newton trying say, to. There's a certain point in the season, oh, dude. You know, the man sat deep and in the postseason. Oh, and this was a Super Bowl. That picture is nuts. When you when you look at it, you know, okay, you're like, okay, that's weird. But then, like, the context of it is insane. Oh, dude, I I la- I don't think I have in a Super Bowl, man. I seriously don't think I have ever laughed so hard on a play and somebody failing so... Like, Mark Sanchez's butt fumble was freaking hilarious. Here's the thing. It wasn't a fail. It was purposely not attempted. Oh, dude. There's a difference. The butt fumble was Mark Sanchez was trying to run somewhere and ran into the guy's ass. He's at least try, trying. Cam you know, Newton it literally like a pointed clown at... show on the football field, but oh Cam Newton absolutely had a shot at the ball. And just was like, yep, no. He had he had nobody within three yards of him to literally just hop on the football and then get touched down because he had that much time. He chose to literally look at it, point, and be like, oh, shit, I need to grab this, maybe. Oh, wait, my lineman, nope, he's blocked. He had that much time to think about the whole scenario and decided right. to not jump on the football. Oh, my gosh, I... I mean, I wouldn't want to try to do it with Von Miller coming from any side of the field either. But at the same right. time, like, dude. Well, this is the biggest game of your career. Because the, the best thing that could have happened besides, one, you just not losing the fucking ball was <laughs> you got hit. You were on the ground. You got hit. Yeah, it might have hurt a little bit. But, dude, you could have got a 15-yard penalty because somebody had just landed on you for trying to get the ball. And you, as the quarterback, gave yourself up. Right. Like, li- really, if you look at that. If I'm a Carolina fan, whoo, I would be pissed after that game. Oh, dude. I. Also, in college basketball, UCLA is going to hold off Stanford, it looks like. I just Under saw 20 that. seconds to go, 73-64. Stanford not going away. They beat Arizona. I don't know how the hell they beat Arizona, yeah. but. Stanford's <laughs> trying to vibe, man. The Pac-12 has been kind of going at each other's throats too a little bit. Arizona, they ended up getting a win just a little bit ago, or just a little bit ago today, 88 to 62 over Utah. Other games final in college basketball real quick. St. Mary's 62 to 59. Obviously this these are going to be way, you know, a couple days in advance. Um we talked about it. Middle Tennessee, the good old Blue Raiders upset number 25 Florida Atlantic 74 to 70. Wow. So the Blue Raiders might be trying to come back in the tournament. They're Probably. Here They're 16 and Blue 11, Raiders bro. Ride or die. National there, champions. Here they come. There you go. And like we said, Purdue lost. Houston picked up a win tonight over SMU. And then Gonzaga laying the smack down on Loyola Marymount 102. You want to know what's funny? That game earlier, LMU, I think, beat Gonzaga earlier this year. I believe you might be right. So that's probably why they're laying the absolute cold to them. They are. Also, 73-64 final, uh, UCLA survives Stanford for their 22nd straight home W. Wow. What a run. UCLA trying to get back to the good old days of Coach Wooden. Time to start opening day. Wow. That is not shocking at all. We're naming starting pitchers already? Well, some people are because they have them. Well, that's the Angels, and yeah. they're not going to be very good anyway. But, but anyway, back to the good old Super Bowl. Like I said, this was probably one of the best Super Bowls I have ever watched because it was so back and forth. You couldn't like 
I had con- I had friends over and I was constantly kind of like looking away from the TV, but at the same time, everything that was going on was huge. There was so many back-to-back scores, and you know what? There's a lot of back-to-back controversy, and mm. I would like to talk about it because. Mm. Um, mm. So hold on here. One. Here we go. I, I don't really know. I'm more so on the term of I've seen this brought up a lot, but we'll start with an easy one. How in the Sam hell do you have an entire football field that has been cured and worked on for so many freaking hours and so many dudes are slipping and sliding and they want grass? Here's the fun part with this. Like, what the frick? I don't know how much you noticed this during the game. Eagles players were slipping a considerable amount more than old KC was. So there's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) And you know me, I love me my conspiracy theory. This is the Bush-like conspiracy theory. Oh, dude, no. I talked about it last week. Um, but we'll go with this one. So the guy that does the grass for the Super Bowl has openly told the commissioner that he pulled for Kansas City. <laughs> is this act? Is and, this true? Uh, I can't remember where I heard it. Again, it's a rumor. It's a rumor, uh, not okay. a rumor. A conspiracy it's, theory. I can't say whether it's factual or not. I don't have that type of power. Uh, but NFL being scripted is a really compelling one too. I think the notion of that is hilarious to me. So where, so you, you stand on it not being scripted. Do you, here's the thing. I would love to be the one to sit here and tell you, Oh yeah, it's definitely scripted, but there's just way too much that you would have to do. Thank you. Way too Thank many you. people that would have to be in on it. Because, okay, so say you, you want to pretend this is scripted, the Kansas City wins it all. Okay. Which is fine. But you had to turn the AFC West into a clown show of teams that, talent-wise, seemingly shouldn't have been that bad. Mm-hmm. How in the world... Could you get 32 owners, 32 NFL head coaches, and 32 teams? Say you're the Bears, who are god-awful this year. Justin Fields will eventually be good, knock on wood. He's a Bears quarterback, so we'll see. (laughs) But you look at that script they give you. We're going to go through and lose like eight games by one possession. How do you convince a pro team to do that? How do you convince a college team to do it? Because I don't think Nebraska was well, scripted. They just had bad luck. Not scripted <laughs> either. But no, You're just like the whine and complain about how bad your team. But yeah, my we thing do. is, how do you? How would you script that? You know, if it was like an XFL or an AAF worth eight teams, okay, maybe. Because you can make an argument of okay, it's only eight teams, so you got a quarter of what you would of what the NFL would need to do to script it. Like, and this... (laughs) I think the notion's hilarious. If you're talking postseason, I mean, I just come back to 
How in the even if you say okay, the teams in the postseason it's scripted. You work your ass off for seventeen games in the regular season to get a shot to go try to win the biggest game, and the commissioner slides across a piece of paper if you're Josh Allen and the Bills that says you're going to get run out of your own building by Cincinnati. I would be like, how, fuck how no. would you let that happen? No. How would you let that happen? Dude, so, no, I, I love my conspiracy theories, but that one is a little out there for me. I'm I'm 100% with you. I don't think the NFL is scripted at all because I agree the same way. You're telling me that every single, every single coach, but also at that point, too, it has to get down to the player level. You're telling me right. that every single dude, you're telling me that Christian McCaffrey is going to stop running? You're telling me that a dude like Derrick Henry is not going to stiff arm the shit out of somebody like Seriously. Well, that oh, is scripted. A Super Bowl of Kansas City, Philadelphia is stupid to me. Yeah. Why would you not have it say Giants because of the New York, New Jersey area? Yeah. Versus some uh, California team. Yeah. Like, or say, give me Jacksonville in the Super Bowl at some point. Like, dude. I I truly don't get how like I see and I then, see this <laughs> I see the point of because there were certain things that were bad in the Super well, the Bowl. officials absolutely torched several games, but they torched several games through they, because the yeah. Rams should have never got to a Super Bowl like two or three years ago. They should have the refs there were shitty the whole in the year. Super Bowl. This call in the Super Bowl, everybody's bitching about. Oh, the holding that, call? It um, amuses me. Because one argument then, well, it's in the last two minutes, you shouldn't have called that. Holding's holding. If you want to see a bad call, go back to 2018, 19, oh, 20, wherever the hell it was. The dude got in laid the out. Dome, where the wide receiver gets absolutely leveled, and the corner in the post game's like, yeah, that should have been pass interference because yeah. I was trying to hit him. He tried to hit him, so he didn't score. And I'll say, I'll say this. I don't, I don't give a shit that he, that that he did it. But when you're whining about calls like this, I mean, I I will, I will. They give have them... absolutely botched games way worse than they did in the Super Bowl. If you think they botched it, which I personally don't. <laughs> no, I, I will, I will say this though. One, the officiating was dog dog shit all year. I well, mean, there was yeah, so there was that. so much. But the other thing that I will say is this. That was probably one of the softest holding calls I have seen because it wasn't as hugely blatant. But I will give the fact of, yes, holding is holding. Should they have maybe let that one go? I will say yes. But also, I'm going to go with the fact of, one, the catch that was out of bounds Um where they said that I believe it was they had the ball, or uh, was it, did he have possession of the ball before he went out of bounds and he just went out of bounds and the ball moved? Did they call that a catch or well, did they not call that a catch? because the NFL does not know what a catch is. Okay, thank you. Because now... Because every, every other ruling of what a catch is, go back and watch a game from like, I want to say 2011, 2012, back when Calvin Johnson was in the league and oh. he's in Chicago. Go back and watch that and tell me that's not a catch. Yeah. The NFL does not understand. I saw this tweet on Twitter about the NFL doesn't understand what a catch is, 
like the NHL doesn't understand what goalie interference is. And I'm like, well, that is perfect because exactly. both of those are true. The NFL does not understand what a catch is, which is hilarious to me because it's your game. It's your game. And it's a thing that happens all the time. Well, and it seems and like it. It seems like it changes every year because the the Eagles had, um, who was it? I think it was Sanders or um, it might have been A.J. Brown literally caught a ball. The NFL rule, I believe, by a catch is you have to have full control of the ball and making a football or like then make a football move. When that ball got punched out and the Chiefs grabbed it and ran back and scored, that should have been a fumble. And my logic for this is why? As soon as he caught it, he begins turning his body to start running three more yards, had full possession of the ball in his hands. He didn't tuck it, no. Which, yes, is tucking a football move? Absolutely. But he is turning to run the ball and is turning his body with that full ball in possession of his hands, and it got knocked out. I personally think that that call was bullshit, and I think it should have been a fumble. It would have already kind of sealed the deal for the game anyways. But, dude, like JC said, the NFL doesn't know what a catch is if it hit him in the face. You you could literally put your arms underneath the football and hold it. And I've seen this happen. But if as soon as the ball touches the turf on half a second, one play it's going to be a catch, the other replay it's going to be an incompletion. The play where the Steelers receiver had it literally in his hand, flipped it, and as soon as it like flipped out of his hand going down, and then it touched the ground, and he still had possession of the ball, that was ruled not a catch. I I, I truly don't know what a catch is at this point. Like I don't think anybody does. You literally have to take that thing across the freaking pond, and if you drop it, it's going to still be incomplete. Right. Like, dude, Patrick Mahomes could have took a ball, could have took the Philly special if he caught a touchdown pass. He could have took that thing to damn Disneyland, and if he drops it at Disneyland... They have to go back, and they have to take seven points off the board. Well, I was going to say, they're going to take 20 minutes in the booth reviewing every single step along the way, for starters. Oh, <laughs> also, if we're going to talk about the booth, I'm, I'm really sorry. I hate to do this. Um, please get rid of the rules analysts for both college and <laughs> NFL football. I do not oh want to hear Dean Blandino ever like dude in some cases oh, yes Gene territory oh, like no i don't like Gene's territory either <laughs> granted i know that you guys are really good at your jobs okay loosely good but dude i do not want you to sit here and break I this down my favorite oh. thing about them is when they bicker with what the call was where they're like oh i well, i tell you if i would have been on the field i would have called it this way and you're like no you no, you're or, literally just pandering to the audience. Or, or when you can clearly see that they want to say, "Oh yeah, that's a football hit," but no, it's targeting because it went helmet to helmet, and that's clearly a violation of the rule. It's like, dude, oh please stop reading the teleprompter in front of you. Just give me <laughs> if you're gonna sit here with a rules analyst, give me your opinion. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear you just robotically go through the rule book. It's like, dude, I know you hate the rules as well. Get off the high horse. I'm sorry. I had to say it at some That's point. I hate, hate, hate rules analysts in college and NFL football. It, That's oh. the thing about them. That, I mean, they're 
like you were getting at there, if they were able to speak their mind, that's one thing. Yeah. And I think that would, if, if they did it right, that's what they would do. If they set it up so these guys could just speak freely about what's on their mind. But they're getting paid to but read the rule can't. book. But they can't. They're getting, like you said, they're getting spoon-fed what to say, and oh, it's yeah. not, that ain't it. It hurts, man. If it, I wanted to listen to that, I'd just listen to the guy on the field because he's doing the exact same thing. Oh, because like I'm, I'm just sitting, sitting here and wondering how many college games I've wasted. Not just, not even like Nebraska. Like even during the college football playoffs, or like a Texas game, or just sitting and watching a random college football game, and they have to bring on a, a rules analyst if it's a primetime game. I'm like, dude, no one cares. We can see the replay. It's like we're going to have our own opinion on it whether you like it or not. And it's like that's the other thing, too, is you can have your own opinion on the rule. You can have your opinion that the NFL is scripted. Fine. But it's like prove uh, prove to me this. The NFL does not know what a catch is because multiple definitions in the rule book have been broken for and against a catch. The NFL has not been able to prove that a game is scripted because somebody fell down on a football field because I can magically put, make the turf as slick as humanly possible. Granted, I think they just per- accidentally made that turf as slick as possible. Just on, I don't even know. That was so many guys falling. It was, it was like an America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, who has the best fall? <laughs> oh my God. Like, but seriously though, I, where some people get all this wild shit from is beyond me. And it just, it will never go away. So, I don't, I, some, in some case, I really don't know where I was going. <laughs> I got lost. Yeah, in I the mean, sauce. I get the frustration, I do, but it's, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> the whole scripted thing. It's, it's so out there. I don't understand there. how people buy it. I don't understand how people buy it. And, I mean, like I've said, I enjoy conspiracy theories as much as the next guy. Now, the, <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest proof of this conspiracy theory is obviously Atlanta thing, and New England. That the, has to be the biggest. But, okay, uh, this, is, this is my point. With this. If I'm Atlanta, script tells me to get up 28-3 to three and blow it. What incentive do I have to follow that? You're crushing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. My foot what? is not coming off the gas. Exactly. What is what incentive would Atlanta have to get up big and then blow it? None. None. There's exactly. No inc- unless there's some just backdoor millions of dollars. But then, okay, say you pay everybody off. Then the NFL's run by the Illuminati because yeah. the amount of money that you would have to spend to pay everybody off would be so... <laughs> I could not comprehend how much money that would be. You, you do Because the NFL already just blows through money for these contracts like it's no one's business. It's so horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I like, really don't understand how that would even be possible. In this game... Philadelphia and Kansas City went back and forth, but at some point, some team took a big lead. 
And by some point, it was Philadelphia. Started getting really hot. Defense was playing good. All of a sudden, Kansas City made an offensive adjustment and marched. Philadelphia never made a defensive adjustment. They made one late. They got a stop. And then all of a sudden, Kansas City was back down the field and scored a special teams blunder, and they were there. But you're really going to tell me that a, a team just got paid to make that blunder? It's like, no. I'm going to really argue for the fact of a coach just fucked up and was not making smart choices. And granted, the coach is a lot smarter than me. He's working in the NFL, and I can't say anything about it. Andy Reid flipped a switch and made an offensive adjustment with his offensive coordinator and just started running down the field. And granted, their offense was not working horrible to begin with anyways. That game was a punch-for-punch, blow-for-blow, like just battle to the death as it was anyways. But... I'm I'm still sitting here. I'm like I'm with you. I don't know where this idea of the NFL came scripted. Because could you imagine if the MLB was scripted and somebody tried to argue that? You're telling me that a dude is gonna hit a ball for a 450 foot home run, and the Atlanta and Jorge Soler, and then the Atlanta Braves are gonna win the World Series on the road? No, you're gonna you're gonna tell me that the Red Sox are going to magically make a trade back in nineteen. 19- or after that trade away Babe Ruth and they're gonna they're gonna get paid enough money by a certain organization and the major leagues to not win another World Series for a hundred years bullshit the Cubs are seem like a compelling argument does it no the (laughs) Cubs are going to lose all of this and some random fan is going to catch or miss catch a ball and then all of a sudden it's just going to be chaos ensued. A black cat's going to run. A glove's going to get stuck in Kool-Aid. No. One, those are just all odd coincidences and where the Cubs cursed, I'm just going to argue the curse of the Cubs because that's funny. And they just had bad baseball. But dude, the there's no way that sports can be rigged because like you said, you would have to pay off everybody and you don't have the budget to pay off everybody that's why there's salary caps like I, Lord. yeah I, I don't know man there there's some people that absolutely believe it but i don't know how you can it's it's just aggravating to even think about believing it honestly i'll be honest it's pretty hilarious to me i mean i'm not i mean if you're well aware of i'm not huge in the pro football as it is. <laughs> so Spoken this like just a true Bears fan. more than anything. Well, <laughs> there's a whole slew of reasons that I'm not going to get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of why I don't uh, have the, the love for pro football. Pro football. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. So that's, that's where it lands. Is in the interesting category. That's, I think that's a good spot to leave it just because there's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again and I'll say it till probably the day that I die or until somebody passes it. It was probably one of the best Super Bowl games to ever watch. If you've been alive from anywhere between, oh, let's say since you've been five to now, so about 20 years, this is the best Super Bowl I've watched in 20 years because that was one of the last Super Bowls I remember was back when I was five. But 
no, I mean it was a it was a really good game. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes showed that both quarterbacks are looking to be the QBs of the future. And by QBs of the future, I mean they have a lot of room to grow. And I don't think there's going to be very many records that hold them. It's insane. So it'll be fun right. to watch. I think the league is in good hands when it comes to some of these young stars. Travis Kelsey is going to be around for a while. His brother Jason's maybe getting a little bit older with the gray hair that he's got. But I mean, it was it, those were two teams that deserved to be there, no matter what you say, and they fought it out, and it just it ended up going Kansas City's way, and it ended up going their way late in a big way. So, and actually, no, my calls my calls were reversed because on the last episode I said that Philadelphia is going to get one early, and they're going to get one late to win it, and Kansas City is going to get two in the middle. Nope, KC got one big, and then they got one really, really late. So, shout out to good old Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. But well, my final score prediction looked like it was feasible in that game. It was. 45-35 Eagles, and I was a, that game was 35-35, and I'm like, oh, my God, it might happen. You, you it were didn't. sitting but, on the edge know, of your seat. <laughs> I was feeling confident for about eight seconds, and then you know reality set in. It was it was damn close. You had that on lock. I mean, I both of us had had thirties. I think I was. Excuse me, I had thirty four or thirty five to twenty eight. So I mean, I was a little bit on the lower side, but I mean, I think yeah, you you hit the nail pretty much right on the damn head. Like that was pretty close. Yeah, I got some. Some people the, that I worked with when I said that score, they gave me a look at what? But I mean, look at the two teams. So. Oh yeah. Well, and what's funny was my buddy at work, and I said this on the last episode too. He found us. He found the NFL's quote unquote scripted. Um, <clears throat> let's see, score for the final. It was thirty-seven to thirty-four, and the final score was thirty-eight to thirty-five. And I'm wondering if some. If you're if you're really gonna have the conspiracy theorists out there <laughs> twiddling their thumbs, did the NFL know the script got leaked and said we gotta try to make it one different on each? Oh, I think I know what you were talking about. Yeah, that, that picture. Yeah, I that was obviously fake, that. and somebody just did a fucking box score. But at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, if you want to truly make an argument that the NFL is scripted, and if you can prove this right, you had a difference by one point on each side. So you play with that how you will, conspiracy theorists, and let those minds work. I'm just going to sit here and just tell you that it's not scripted, and you can just go grow up. So, <laughs> but I mean, with that. What else do we? What else more do we really got? I mean, we talked. We hinted about it earlier. Opening day is around the corner for baseball. College baseball opening day is Friday, actually today, because now it's um, set, or it's February seventeenth. College baseball starts today. There's a slew of games going on this weekend, but college baseball starts today, and MLB baseball literally starts spring training. It starts in like two weeks. The first games. It's it's getting there. First game for the Blue Jays is March the 30th in St. Louis, Missouri. I think, okay. That's when, so, that's when everybody's opening day is on the 30th. Yep. Oh, by the way, I'm going to opening day. Not to brag or anything. But, you know. No freaking way. Don't you dare. Oh, yeah. 
How the hell did you swing that? You suck egg mule, bro. Oh my gosh. Man uh, out well, here you know. flexing on us. Uh, well, I can only flex so much, so I got to flex when I have the opportunity. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I mean, good for you. That'll be fun as hell. Oh, yeah. It's been one of my uh, lifetime goals is to go to, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to go north of the border for opening day. But That would be insanely know? fun to go. Someday we got to see a Cubs and Blue Jays game. Someday when we get figured win-win out. It's a win-win either way for me. It's either I'm going north of the border or I'm going to Wrigley the bat. So. Well, because I'm still, so me and my family are still planning on trying to go to uh, the Chicago <laughs> Cubs for a game on August 4th, or that weekend from the 4th to the 7th. So, and I do believe if I can remember right, and I'm checking this just to fact check myself here as I got to go through it and break through the spring training. I got to go to the second half schedule here. There we are. So from August 4th through the uh, 6th, they have the Braves. So I think we're trying to catch two games. I think we're trying to catch um, the Braves on Saturday and Sunday is what we're trying to do. So, I mean, I've got two games that are marked on the schedule, not opening day. It is a goal of mine to get to Wrigley or Kaufman for opening day. And I say Kaufman loosely because I still am a Royals fan being as close as I am to Nebraska and Alex Gordon and everything like that. But nah, I'm, a, I'm a diehard nah, Cubby fan nah, at heart. I was nah, born and raised nah, Cubs. Nah. Nah, nah. Talk to Royal. Nah. I didn't. I didn't forget that ALCS. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I've, I've actually been to Kaufman, and in full disclosure, for any Royal fans, I don't want anyone getting butt hurt at me. I don't actually have anything against the Royals. I've been down to Kaufman. It's a nice place. Toronto lost to them, but you know. Well, I feel like you really can't have any. The Royals really haven't done anything bad. To anybody really in baseball, except for well, we George lost Brett's bat. Well, that, one okay. of our two ALCS trips in the last. Well, okay, that was trying to. I think the, that was, was 2000, the first one that beat 2015. Us. I think it was 15. Yeah, yeah, 2015 because so they, that was they the won first it. Time I had seen any of my teams that I remember make a deep playoff run, and Kansas City's pitching just beat the piss out of us. So it wasn't. Well, also, great, Kansas City but. won the wild card at that point to try to to make it there. So, I mean, Kansas City was on a roll. Ooh, excuse me, that year they ended up I'm going to the World Series. Sure they were higher seeded than we were. No, they played the A's in the wild card. In 2015? I believe so. Mm, I don't let me, let me look here. I'm pretty sure they won the Central Valley. KC Royals. Because Cleveland that following year beat us again in the ALCS. And then would go on to, I think that's the year the Cubs finally won the World Series, I think. No, that was 2016. The, the um, Royals won it before, so they won the ALCS versus the Blue Jays. Sorry. They won the division over the Astros. Oh, no, 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 no. 14 was the year that um, the Royals lost, or beat the A's in the wild card. Yeah, I'm thinking of a, say, Yep. Sorry. The year we played them, they were a powerhouse. Yep. And then we got Cleveland the next year that was also a powerhouse. Yep. And we were a powerhouse in both years, too, but we just didn't have pitching. Which is an important factor in winning a playoff series that deep in the year. Because the Cubs made it for three straight playoffs. The Royals made it for two. Because the Cubs in 2014, um, or no, 
I think it was just 2015. In 2015, they ended up losing the in the Cubs CS. Cubs won it in 16, didn't they? Yes, they lost it in the CS to the Mets because Daniel Murphy that year in 2015 was hitting absolute fucking tanks and hitting out yeah. of his mind. He had a home run in literally almost every single playoff game that he was in that year. So, so fun fact, uh, in an alternative history, our teams would have met in the World Series. That would have been we crazy. Uh, we... Uh, I think we lost in six to Cleveland, and I think we ended up squeaking, getting barely to six against Kansas City. Yeah, because in 2015 it was uh, a four to two game series uh, in the ALC ah, in the ALCS. Sorry, and then in the World Series, the Royals won that year four to one over the Mets. And then let me see if I can pull up the Blue Jays for that year. So in the Blue Jays in 2000 and because we came back and beat, and beat Texas, Texas in the ALDS that year. Yep, because back we were in, down two. <laughs> we yeah. were down two games to nothing. And then in 2016, Rugnano Odor decided to just fucking deck Bautista. And then you know what we did? It's better to get punched in May than knocked out in October. We swept yes, their sir. ass out of the playoffs. Oh man, that's, that's a just... team I genuinely. The Rangers in hockey and in baseball genuinely don't like either one. There you go. If you got a team vendetta <laughs> against JC, you got two. So, <laughs> well, the Devils are a, a team you love to hate. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people hate New Jersey, and you know, and for Toronto, I don't really think there's anybody. And you know, AL East in Texas. Yeah. Well, and Texas, that's kind of gone by the wayside because they suck now. So. Well, it was a good rivalry there for a little bit. I mean, it's yeah, it's there. Is I feel like a lot of so I, and this is the fun part. If you lose in the playoffs to somebody, I feel like you have a rivalry for two years because you'll end up seeing them again in the playoffs in the same stage. And I right. that it really is true, in some regard. Because I mean, so taking a look, I guess at um, well. No, for the Cubs in 15, it wasn't that because they ended up losing to the, the Mets and then throwing it to 2016. They won the Central and didn't really play the Mets. But, I mean, pretty much everybody on the National League side plays the Giants in a playoff or they play well, the Cardinals. The or, are, yeah. The Giants and Cardinals are two teams that just are always there. Oh, and throw the Dodgers on that list, too. Yeah, throw the Dodgers in there now. So, I mean, they're... There are certain teams, though, like, I mean, if you really think about it, you develop a rivalry for about two or three years in the postseason or just before the postseason, and then all of a sudden something magically flips, and it's like, okay, now I have a different rivalry team for two years, or now we're just not well, in the postseason. you know, or, in the AL right now, it's Houston. Yeah. I mean, Houston, New York are two that... The Twins are kind of uh, trying I, to throw I, their name up there yeah, in the AL. Man. I and well, that's, they, I, I said trying. I said trying. In a weak division. I said trying. Don't give me they're that. Still, you know how you know how I feel about the AL Center. I know, but I'm you know, just, um, Houston's frustrating, and I feel like more league, people in the league should just like Houston than they do, yeah. because they were able to cheat and get a title. Yeah, and nobody cares. It's amazing to me that we know they cheated and some people got punished as, but as an organization. They had to pay like a million dollars and fire their GM and owner. 
I promise you, if that's, that's the penalty for cheating, everybody's going to do it. That's the slap on the wrist. I mean, I will say, though. They get to keep if you're, the title. Yeah, well. Stupidest thing. I don't understand how that's allowed. But I mean, anyway. you, might, you might get to keep the title, but, I mean, when your batting average is an abysmal 100, when you're usually a 300 to 400-plus hit, or 300-plus hitter, and you're leading the league in hit by pitch pretty much every single month, because you're one of the most hated group of players in baseball. Yeah, we have to change the rules where everybody gets warned before the game starts because we're afraid that someone's going to get severely hurt because the entire league's fed up with the bullshit. Dude, I'm, yeah. I, I am sorry, Like, and I'll sit here and say it. I don't care how much smack I get for it, but you can't just expect to do that and the – the old style written baseball rules of the game where if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt your ass back. You cannot expect that to not flare its ugly head. And by ugly head, I hate that term because it's a beautiful head at some points. The Astros, I and mean, I'm sorry, deserve to get I don't understand how you smoked. can cheat and expect no repercussions from the oh, league. Yeah, you're going to get guys that are just, oh. Because here's the thing. The, the league did nothing. The league did nothing. So the players are like, okay, we'll just put it in our own hands. Yeah, good for them, honestly. That's exactly what. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And like, like I, I don't want to see somebody it, get hit. I don't want to see somebody get hit in the head. That back right. in those days, that well, was a lot more. Yeah, that was a lot more back in those days. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to throw at your head. I'm going to give you chin music. Like I'm not going to try to hurt you. Well, uh, okay. So back in the day, they were trying to literally throw at people's heads. And smoke them directly in. Nowadays, it's just chin music, and sometimes it accidentally hits you. But otherwise, they're hitting them in the leg. They're hitting them in the back. I mean, they're hitting them maybe up on the shoulders. But I mean, like, dude, don't. If you can't take the heat, then get out of the kitchen at that point. Like, you guys are just. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yes, sir. (laughs) But baseball has a lot. To, to work itself for this year. It's going to be a good year, hopefully, for both of our teams. But also, it's it's just always a good year watching baseball. I mean, more games are going to get televised. More college baseball games are going to get televised. So if you like college, looking for the new stars. And if you're just looking for some new baseball to watch, um, I heard, heard from a beautiful interview uh, that the Northwoods League just up in the northern half of the United States, they're having a bunch of summertime college games on ESPN Plus that are getting televised. So, folks, if you can't say you can't find a baseball game, you ain't freaking trying hard enough, and you're not a true baseball fan because it's going to be everywhere from the start of today now all the way until freaking October and November. So, Get some beers, get some hot dogs, get some tickets. Get I don't, some beer and get some hot dogs. Get peanuts, sunflower seeds. Turn on, if you're one of those old-timey dudes that is listening to this podcast, get your radio, get your... There is a certain amount of somebody. satisfaction that I do get listening to baseball on the radio, though. Dude, it... Because baseball, honestly, when you call that sport, it is perfect because it, it has built in... Granted, the MLB with a bunch of their new dipshit rules is trying to you know, speed the game up. And oh yeah, the uh, the runner at second in extra innings bringing that back is an absolute clown move. Oh, thank but, God, I hate it. I, I don't understand why we think this is a good idea. I genuinely don't. I mean, you know, the argument of speeding up the game 
No. Baseball has been a game of strategy since the day it was born, and it will not change that. And granted, I, I do see where people make the argument, well, it has to make you think on how to hold the runner. It's like, dude, I'm more concerned about the guy at the plate trying to just swing for the fence to end the damn game. And granted, they're going to do that with no runner on base regardless, but it's like I would much rather see nobody on base, no outs, and you try to play either small ball, steal a bag, do something. But when you have a guy on second, it's almost unfair, and it puts way too much, like, high-powered think, like, un unused high-power thinking in the game. Like, you almost have to think too hard about it. Right. Because, like, I, I just... And also, it's little... It, that's what you'd use for Little League to speed up games because God knows those games need to be sped the fuck up. Well, that's because nobody can hit the strike zone. Yeah. And, I mean, the Little League World Series, I think those games now, I think you can take the runner out from second base in those games. Those kids are well, throwing... that won't happen. No, but those kids are throwing... that's what pro football is doing. Those kids are throwing 90 miles an hour from 40 feet away. They're... Like, dude, you are literally playing high schoolers at Little League nowadays. Take the damn runner out from second base. Like, holy shit. Right. I I can't stand that. Like like you said, Little League, like true Little League, like in-house baseball, like before you get to that, uh, my name is Connor, this and this, I'm 13 years old, I've been on steroids for four years, my favorite player is Mike wow. Trout. Wow. Uh, those those kind of looking thirteen year olds, but Man, no, seriously. But it's like, dude, little league needs it. Like I'm talking, and like I said, little league, little league needs it. Guys who are in their upper twenty five, like, well, now it's like even seventeen year olds. Guys that are in their upper ages, from high school all the way through pros, do not need it. At a runner at second base. I'm sorry. You guys are pansies. I don't like it. I can tell. <laughs> I, I get fed up with it. Try having a conversation with this and me and my dad. It gets so, it gets much more just stupid. It gets electric. <laughs> it gets electric and then there's a lot more beers involved. <laughs> well, that's how good conversations normally start. Pretty much. But... No, I mean I'm I'm truly excited for baseball. I mean if like I said if you're if you're not watching it, you're not watching it. You're not trying hard enough and I will agree. Baseball on the radio, I remember listening to the Cubs games as a kid in bed with my radio up because I could always find it on ESPN radio or like WGN radio and it was just magical hearing a walk-off win or just hearing like a a base hit or something like it it's something different about the radio when you're listening to baseball where it just pops. Right. You don't even have to hear the sound of the bat, really. You just have to, because, I mean, you can hear it on some frequencies and on some radio casts, but, I mean, otherwise, it's just the, you have no idea. It's like, there's a drive, deep left field, and then all of a sudden you're just like, holy shit, is it going to go, or did he just pop it up, or like, what, what's it going to do? Like, your mind is wandering, and then all of a sudden the excitement goes and goes and goes, and it can either get tore down in seconds, or it just lives on in freedom with a home run. So. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the wonderful world Blessing that we have. that is baseball. Blue Jays are going to do some damage this year. It's my time of the year where I 
I'm optimistic about my team, and they're going <laughs> to do some damage. There you go. I'm I'm on favor with the Cubs. That lineup this year is looking dirty. So, <laughs> well, one of our teams might actually do something, but you know. Well, we'll have to see. Both teams had a couple of good trade pickups and just contracts going through, so we'll have to see how that goes. But do we got anything else for the night? We're an hour and 30 minutes into this podcast. It is currently well, 12.45. I, I, in fact, do. Oh, go Before for it. Before we wrap her up, NHL action. Saw my Devils <laughs> in St. Louis. They lost four. They're now 0 for 3 when I've seen them, losing to Dallas, Minnesota, and St. Louis. Well, technically 0 2 and 1 because there was an overtime loss to Minnesota. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Devils, here's the thing everybody wants to do the whole sky is falling routine in Newark, which is stupid because, and here's why Jack Hughes has been out secondarily. You're looking at the first game in like 11 games where we haven't at least scored a point. And you're still second in the Metropolitan. And nobody can pass you for a couple of games here. So I don't really know what we're crying about. Because this was we weren't even supposed to be this good this year. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the whole I'm just enjoying the ride of having a team that's good like Toronto right now. Yeah, but Toronto hasn't played a game yet, so... Hey, pump the brakes, Junior. (laughs) Pump the brakes for the day. They made the playoffs last year. That's true. And this is coming from a guy, if you were to let me finish, this is coming from a guy whose teams are normally cellar dwellers. (laughs) So I'm just enjoying the ride of having (laughs) teams that are, you know, New Jersey's on pace to make the playoffs. Toronto made the playoffs last year. Um, so I'm just enjoying the ride of having teams that are good. Eastern Conference, Boston is still blowing everybody away. 41, 8, and 5, they lead the Atlantic. Toronto's in second. They'll eventually meet Boston in the playoffs and be ousted. Uh, Tampa's in third. Florida's back above 500 and fourth in the Atlantic. In the Metro, it's coming down to really, uh, I guess you could make an argument, three team race, but Carolina. At 80 points, first, New Jersey's five back of them at 75 points, uh, having now lost one in a row. They're 24-3 and three on the road, which should bode well for the playoffs. Uh, Rangers are 72 points, and everybody else in the Metro is worse than that. Western Conference, Dallas leads the Central with 71. Winnipeg second, 69. Colorado, 63, and everybody else worse than that. Pacific Division, the two most recent expansion teams battling for the lead there, Vegas 70, Seattle 68, LA 67, and Edmonton 66. There you go. So for those keeping score, New Jersey has the third best points total in the league, or rather in the Eastern Conference, I should say, at 75. And in the league, Larry Hardy, oh, okay, they're third in the league as well. So, which is actually amazing when you think about it because Dallas is the best Western Conference team and there are six Eastern Conference teams that have more points than Dallas does. Yeah. There you go. Hockey. So, (laughs) yeah, I wanted to bring that up. 
you know, I get to go to a minor league hockey game next Friday in Des Moines, see the Iowa Wild, and then I'm going back to Newark because, you know, two hockey games in two weeks isn't enough. Let's go four hockey games in the span of three weeks. I was going to say, you've been seeing a lot of hockey this year. (laughs) I have. I'll have seen New Jersey four times by the end of the season. Holy shit. Unless they come close in the playoffs. That would be, that's impressive. Well, you know, it's uh, (laughs) something I've wanted to do, so we went and did it this year. You know, got lucky Minnesota was on a weekend. You know, going out to Newark a couple weekends, it's all all good, and then a Thursday game, so. There you go. Living the dream, man. Yes, sir. Traveling around, seeing all the hockey, traveling around, doing basketball broadcasts, traveling around. Traveling around doing hunting, excuse me. We are both living the dream as best we can. Right. Yeah, you know, between traveling for basketball and questionable reception, we'll say. Which, here's here's my thing with that. We were talking about before we got on. I don't understand how a phone call can pick up. And I can talk. And nothing happens. And then it's just like... Nothing. And then it just randomly will just like call will end. I don't know, man. It's it's a crazy time out there. We're shooting Chinese spy balloons out of the sky. Oh, gosh. UFOs are being tracked. A I don't know. Train man. explosion in Ohio. That is being not covered nearly as much as it should be. Oh dude. I, I will say I this. The more you see from that, the worse it gets. And also, we are not trying to make fun of that situation. Uh, no, I'm definitely th- not. That is yeah. a genuine, the more you see, the worse it gets. Our thoughts and prayers with all those people that are living in that town of Ohio and just the sheer... Well, that's the thing. It's not a town anymore. Yeah, it's, it's evacuated. Gone. Yeah, it's like a mini Chernobyl is what some people are calling it. But also, seriously though, shout out to you people that are in Ohio. If we got any listeners from that town um, or just around that town. If you guys can do anything to help that is around there by, by any means, don't expose yourself as much as possible to that. But if you can do anything to help spend a couple of dollars or something like that, go do it. Um, help those people out. Cause I mean, they are hurting and they're hurting bad. Like it's, it, it's horrible. a bizarre situation because there's been journalists that are trying to cover it that are getting arrested. Yeah. It's like, I dude, mean, it's nuts. I don't know. And the thing about it is, and I, I don't, I don't know quite how to put this about you know making it throwing heavy shade and blame, yeah. but this was a controlled explosion. How is that supposed? It doesn't even because so the derailment happened, and it was supposed to. So all this was hyper pressurized or whatever. Yep. And so this was supposed to release the and make the situation safer. And I don't know. You look at the pictures. And you, the, the picture that gets me is, so, you know, you look at the main picture on social media, it looks like a, a bomb went off. Oh, it's huge. Their cloud is so hot, you can see it in airplanes flying over. Yeah. The shot out of the airplane window with the cloud and then the black spot in the middle of it that you can see from an air, from a commercial airliner, that is insane. So, yeah, thoughts and prayers to them. I mean, that's, a disaster with all sorts of yeah. things going on there that aren't good. 
I'll 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 say it as covered and as loosely as I can. Folks, we all need to get our shit together. <laughs> take take that That for, might be the understatement of the year. Take that for what you will on whatever department or whatever standby or anything you say, because like I said, I'll send it as loosely as I can. We just need to get our shit together. Cause I mean it's a wild time out there. Oh, it's so it's crazy. I mean, but I I still can't get over this because like I saw it and I looked at the timeline of all of this when it was happening. And I'm like, dude, this has been this has been here for a week plus now. This train derailment. We had a balloon go from the top corner of our country coast to coast, all the way down. Like, dude. And then multiple balloons, and then some of these and then are Russia, like UFOs, and then, like, dude, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm going, like, either somebody's <laughs> trying to get rid of the United States population on its own soil, or World War is about to break out, and some of us are going to have to go fight. Like, as, and like I said, this is a this is a podcast where we normally try to keep politics out of it, for good reason, around this time. But I will say this, we, we are screwing up we're we're fucking up royally on every aspect of the platforms the like, human it, race is having so an absolute it's just, an aneurysm uh, yeah, the, the human race is not 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 using the big brain at the moment <laughs> that's for sure small brain is thinking and it's it's not thinking very hard at some points like oh dude it hurts yeah I, it's, I will it's not ideal. I will still live in this great country because I have freedom, but at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking well, it's I'm it's not like, just a U.S. problem. Oh, no. It's, it's a, the it's whole world at this point. Problem. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're invading people all because we had this multi-century outrage against this certain people. We've got races killing other races in other third world countries and stuff like that. Genocides are still going like a thing that we might not hear of, but they've been around for our lifetime. I mean, dude, there's so much shit that goes on where we literally cannot catch a break. It's like one bad thing is going to happen after another ever since COVID hit or like even maybe before that, like this, this has just been a shit show world. Since probably I'm gonna go with 2019 at the start, it was just it's been on Shit's Creek, and it, we're going trying to go up a heavy waterfall with no paddle and barely a boat at this point. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's 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 rough. <laughs> so with that, that ends our political. As if much as you want to call it, political discussion for the day. The only one that I think we've had for a while on this show. I can't remember any other time that we tried to really get deep into that. But yeah, um, is that all? Is that all we got on an hour and forty minutes as we're going to bed at one a.m. <laughs> one a.m. Yeah, on a Friday uh, night? Pretty much all I've got. You know, I mean, just want to talk about NHL, and I learned that just uh, kicking alive and keeping it real i mean i do apologize for the random coughing thing you hear adeline adeline through another voice thing the perks of being in radio you know talks too so, much so i i do apologize for that there you go all right 
well, without further ado, we won't keep you guys any longer. Hopefully, if you've made it this long, shout out to you guys because you guys are devoted as hell for listening to an hour and 40 minutes of us just jabber on and on. But we love doing it for you. And so if you guys love listening to us, please leave us a review. Please leave us a five-star review. We'll accept a four, but we really won't expect it or accept anything lower than a four. You guys can give it to us, but... We appreciate the four and the five-star reviews. And also, if you see us post on social media, write in on something you want us to talk about, discuss. If you guys have your own opinions on something and just want to hit us up, you can hit us up in the DMs on that. We'll try to answer it as best we can. Pretty much that's all we got. Like all the posts. Hit that follow button if you're not following. Subscribe to the podcast. Like I said, leave us those reviews. And as always, everybody, have a great weekend have a great day whatever you got going on jc you got anything else to add before we say sayonara now i just uh thank everybody for listening and we'll catch you in the next one there you go all right everybody peace out this has been episode number 54 of the covert chill